Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jax 47. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Erica Bastone. Is that right? Is that the correct pronunciation? Batstone. Yeah, oh, you just Batstone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's getting all French <laughs> with it. Um, i've heard about stone a and yeah (laughs) erica is the founder and lead planner of rising burn events erica thank you so much for joining me on the podcast thanks bryce for having me so you've been in the business for a while now i think we talked earlier and you said you've been doing it for about 10 years or so um so you rising fern is a new business new company but you are well-versed and experienced in the wedding industry. So tell us a little more about how you got started. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you do that, this is called Pistons and Prosecco, so I want to know what your favorite beverage is. What you okay, like per- Yeah, I was hoping you, you would ask, so <laughs> I've been waiting on that. Um, mine is a gin gimlet. It is a drink that I was introduced to just a couple of years ago, and I just really loved its simplicity. Um, and I love that it always is served in a little cute, like coupe or coupe glass, however you want to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my drink of choice at the moment. Nice, nice. I like that. Um, what about for wintertime? Oh, Which like thing? a mold wine, I'd okay. say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I make this really good digestive called Nocino, and it's an Italian uh, Italian tradition, I guess, to pick green walnuts towards the end of June Ooh. and you cut them up like just in quarters, steep them in, you know, whatever, Everclear <laughs> vodka or, you know, something very neutral, obviously. Um, yeah. And then you add honey later on and it's just a very like complex, mm. but easy to make uh digestive. So that's like my winter. I love that. It you know, sounds like very little... fancy and yeah. 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 It's good. <laughs> and it's good for you. Somehow. Sounds earthy and yeah, and simple, but really, yeah, it sounds nice. It's just cool to see <laughs> those green walnuts, cut them up, and then have it everything turn black. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, totally mm-hmm. magic. I can see why people back in the day didn't understand, like, thought there was, uh, what do you call it, like magic. They thought magic was real. Right, right, right. Like, what is this turning into? <laughs> I don't understand science as much as we do. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm glad we got your favorite drink. Um, I've yes. been to ask that sometimes. So back to your experience and kind of how you got started. Uh, you said 2010 was your entree into the business or the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little more about, you know, kind of how you got started and different roles you've played and uh, kind of what drew you into the events slash wedding industry? Yeah, I'd love to. So... I would say everything really got started when I was young. I remember journaling about, you know, things I want to be when I grow up. And I remember that list consisted of, you know, being a professional backup dancer for Janet Jackson and (laughs) event planning. (laughs) So (laughs) um, my dancing career ended, I mean, it continued through adulthood, but, you know, the body can only take so much and wasn't ever able to audition for Janet. So event planning it is. No, but... uh, that's yeah, event, <laughs> event planning for me. I've just always been someone who I'm, you know, I was very extroverted. I, I'm a little more introverted these days, but um, I just love seeing people have a really good time. I love being a part of that. I used to always have theme parties for birthdays and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so in 2010, I actually moved down to Asheville from New Hampshire in 09. 
And then in 2010, I really started to think, you know, what else do I want to pursue? Because at the time I was into outdoor recreation. I have a degree in recreation management. So I was working with the outdoor uh, program with Asheville, you know, taking kids rock climbing and whitewater rafting and all that fun stuff. But I really wanted to get into the event world. So, you know, I just started talking to people and networking and ended up working. Uh, my first gig was as like an office uh, assistant for Emily with Occasions by Emily when she owned it. Um, and then from there, I went and got my certification um, as a special event planner through AB Tech. Um, and then I was connected to Asheville Event Company and worked with them as an assistant. And then with Claxton Farm as their bridal attendant. And then decided to travel the world for about five years. I traveled to places like New Zealand and Australia. Um, in Australia, I did weddings out there in Tasmania. I worked in a flower farm, so I love flowers and I got a lot of experience with that. Um, and then I got into Colorado after those trips and actually worked as a catering coordinator out there in Boulder, where I really like, I have a really big love for food as well. And so being able to do weddings and events with that food focus was really, really uh, engaging and also taught me a lot about, you know, menu building and stuff like that. So just with all of those experiences combined, I then went into doing some venue consulting with some people out in Eastern North Carolina. Um, and then all that took me over back to Asheville, um, where I then became a wedding coordinator at the farm in Candler. Um, and I've been doing that, or I was doing that for three years. And so, you know, being a coordinator is amazing. We did a lot of month of work, but I was, I'm someone who always really loves to grow and to like, just kind of challenge myself and kind of reach new levels. So to me, it was, I was ready to embark on starting my own business, which is how Rising Front Events came and, you know, wanting to really get into more of the full service planning uh, to be able to really connect to people earlier on in the process and, and really help them to design and, and create the wedding that is really true to what they want. So that's, that's kind of a, a short story of the journey. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, yeah. I went to Australia a couple of years ago and I swore that if I didn't have a dog, I would have stayed there. I would have just like, yes. stayed in oh Australia because I love it. But <laughs> uh, where did you, Oh, just, oh, um, I did a little like a two week course down near Byron Bay. Yes. So, I love Byron. Yeah. It was like inland about an hour or so. And that was like a permaculture course. So that was a lot of fun. And then cool. after that, I, I made, made friends at the, you know, at the farm and some of them lived, you know, throughout Australia. Others were coming in from all over the globe, which was crazy. But I hung out with my friend up in the Sunshine Coast area. So mm -hmm. I guess north of Brisbane. I'm for, I need to go back. I'm forgetting all the. I know. I know. I believe so. But yeah. You? Where were you? Living. Oh man, I I did two different trips there. So the first trip was right after. So I spent a year in New Zealand and then went over to Australia for a month and did like uh -huh. the whole like um, East Coast, just kind of like the you know Melbourne, Cairns, Sydney, all that kind of stuff. And then when I went back for a year, I spent most of my time in Tasmania because I just really loved how it's just more cultured and down to earth than the rest of Australia. It's more uh, similar to New Zealand where it's just, I don't know, the people are, it's just a different kind of people. Yeah. Um, and just working on that flower farm, I just built a really close connection to that family and I just had such a great experience and yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I would definitely love to go back and visit at some point. That's awesome. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wish it wasn't so far away, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's worth it. <laughs> it's nuts. They, yeah. I, if they ever hold a wedding conference, 
down there. I'll just say it's for work, you know. Let's do. I think that yeah, that's great. Let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Erica, what um, you started Rising Fern events, and I always think you know that there's three different parts of the job of a coordinator. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of thing tasks and roles they can play during the wedding, but it seems like they tend to specialize in one of three categories, either design, planning, or coordination. Mm-hmm. Do you think you fall into any of those more than the other, or do you kind of embrace all those at the same time? Uh, what would you say your answer is? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say I am, I have perfected the month of coordination. So I have done over a hundred weddings as a month of coordinator. I feel like I could, you know, do it in my sleep. I feel very um, knowledgeable about that. I can, I can handle all those aspects and feel very confident going forward with that. Um, you know, like, like I said, one reason why I started Rising Fern is that I really wanted to create, you know, um, relationships with people that are, you know, newly engaged and really need assistance, you know, that year or two out before the wedding. And one of my, um, you know, passions is design and is creativity. And so be able to kind of be a bigger part of that process in the beginning feels really, it feels like a really fulfilling, you know, position to be in just to help people to figure out, you know, what do they like to do? How do they want to represent their story within their big day? And how do they want to celebrate that with people? So it's like, I I feel like I have the coordination totally under wraps. And right now it's like, I want to get into full planning. And so that's where, you know, that's the direction I'm heading in is I want to, I want to go into, yeah, the full planning. And then the design is just kind of coming with that whole experience. Um, and just, you know, as I refine, you know, my skills and everything, that's the full planner designers is really where I want to, where I want to take it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really want to get started with them in the beginning, not take on mm-hmm. the last minute. Yeah. Day of or month of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I'll do it. You know, I don't mind it at all. It's just that I, I, I did, I opened this business because, and I got in the industry because I love people and I love relationships. And that's one reason why I've traveled so much is that I love getting to know people's stories and just their backgrounds, their different beliefs, their, all those things. Like I just love learning about people and just being able to be a part of like such a special moment in a couple's lives is so it's such an honor. And I just find that this is a really beautiful way to be a part of people's lives in a way that creates an impact and just brings about a lot of joy and a release of stress. Like that's, that to me, it's just, it's one of the most challenging yet rewarding jobs I've ever had. So. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think my... starting from the get go, you would obviously build more of a intense relationship or engaging relationship mm-hmm. with the couple rather than I feel like day of or month of you're more like, helping out you know you're not really you're not really working with them you're just kind of like working for them which is not bad it's just a different level of relationship i would think yeah that that does yeah and i've definitely had like i mean i still have clients you know from the farm that i'm still really close to and we keep in touch and you know they come visit me with their kids and it's like i i really really try even in that last you know month of working with them like i really do still try to connect to them but it is that a, a, a desire that i want like you said just to be able to like work with them for longer and, and really get to know them so yeah it's yeah. good mm-hmm. so are you focusing on western north carolina um like within an hour of Asheville? is that kind of your desired uh radius i guess something like that i love that question yeah so i mean i would say you know yes but 
as you can hear from my story, I love travel. So one of my like long-term goals is to be an international wedding planner. So the goal is to be able to connect to venues and places around the world, which I've already started doing and to be able to just offer, you know, packages to people who are like, Hey, you want to go get married in Guatemala? You want to go to Bali? So be able to, I have, you know, connections in these places. So we'll be able to, you know, partner with people and be able to create those really interesting experiences of people that are more local. So I'm really open to it all, but yeah, I'm willing to travel. I have backpack and will travel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, uh, yeah. I'm kind of jealous of the planners and photographers that can just like pick up know, the work in Iceland, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I would want to work in a place where I want to like, I don't know. Travel and explore. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to be at the beck and call of, of someone when I'm like I, yeah. in a new place, you know? But, but I think I it's, totally get it. it'd be fun. Like, I don't, I'm not a very, how do I say this without sounding, not sounding dumb? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leisurely in my day to day, but I don't like the idea of doing nothing for like a week. You know, like I'm not that the type that's going to go like sit on a beach for like a week and that's yeah. gonna be my vacation. Like I, uh, but I'm not like, you know, I don't need to be working all the time or be rushing around. Like I'm not like that at all. So I could see going somewhere and like working for, you know, the day and having it the weekend, you know, or the, the day before and after. I don't know. I think that could be cool, but yeah, yeah. But I can't travel I mean, that far with the truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like Unless you like knew someone. Man. Yeah, you'd have to like partner with someone overseas that had the same kind of thing, and then you could like help run it. But that, yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, but that right. is one reason why I love being a planner is because you can work a little more remotely and in different places, and you know. Yeah, so totally. So mm-hmm. uh, so let's dive into Asheville then, um, in just West North Carolina. In regards to, you know, couples that are looking to get married here that are maybe coming in from elsewhere or even local couples, you know, what advice would you give to those folks? Just if you could, if you've, I know you've done a lot of events, right? So Asheville is kind of a unique spot in that we're heavily, you know, uh, reliant on tourism Mm -hmm. as part of our, just as part of this uh, region. And it's very mountainous. Mm-hmm. Um, weather can be crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just like trying to bring up some things yeah. that people often don't think of, or especially when they're traveling in from like Florida yeah. flat and, right. uh, doesn't get, yep. no, <laughs> do you have any advice for couples in that regard? Yeah, I would say definitely. I mean, the thing about Asheville that's so great is that there's always so much popping up here. So of course there's like venues opening up every other week. (laughs) Um, You know, there's (laughs) like so many skilled professionals here and there's so many like different options for food. And I really think that this is a great place to have a wedding because there's so much diversification and like style of venue. If you want something like the Biltmore, if you want something more low key by a waterfall or like there's so many options there, which is great. Um, I would say, of course, it's important to think about like seasonally, like what, what season speaks to you. Like, I think spring is actually one of the most ideal seasons to get married here because the blooming of the trees and the bushes is just like fantastic. I mean, yeah, the, the, the flowers that come out in like, you know, April to May, I would say are just very, very impressive. I've had friends come visit me during the spring and it's like, wow, this is the most beautiful place I've ever experienced in the spring and they're world travelers. So, Mm -hmm. um, I would also say, and yeah, same like Floridians, like I've had, you know, 
um, Florida, Floridian, Floridian guests. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you know, come up and like they're freezing in June. So maybe they should think about August, you know, like something like, you know, just to keep your guests comfortable thinking about where they're coming from and what's comfortable for them. Um, yeah. Cause they probably also, don't have a sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And when it comes to like flowers, since I have a, another side of my passion lives in flowers, but um, you know, thinking about what's seasonally grown in that area. So what, if you're in Montana, the flowers are going to be different than what's in Asheville, the mountains of Asheville. So, you know, if you want to maybe save some money there or just work with things that are more locally grown with a flower farmer in town, you know, thinking about what's local to that area is really important. That's a really um, good point. I didn't mm-hmm. even, I mean, I, I think about that. I've always been into seasons and local food and all that. So I, I think about that stuff with produce, not mm-hmm. so much flour. Yeah. And what seems yeah. to be hip these days is like eucalyptus. And I'm like, where <laughs> are they getting this eucalyptus from? Like, are they flying it in from like yeah. California? Do you do you have any idea? I'm just uh, curious where yeah. eucalyptus is coming from, Florida? You know, eucalyptus, that's a good question. I mean, I know people, We've like I've seen farms in town grow eucalyptus, like the farm is oh, growing really? some. In, mm-hmm. in Asheville, okay. In, in, yeah, yeah, like they actually had a whole eucalyptus row. So it was cool to see that because I had never actually seen it grow here. So, but that, you know, on a small, small scale, but, you know, probably California, definitely overseas. I don't know if Japan or maybe Australia. I always think of eucalyptus for Australia because of all the koalas, but that might just be a <laughs> total false like assumption. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, definitely over a lot of overseas for that stuff. I'm a, don't really talk about much is the local... Uh, flower thing i mean yeah i know there's flower farms in and around Asheville. uh some of them are wedding venues like lady luck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but people don't i don't really well i'm not a florist so i don't talk about that but it's interesting to think that we don't really bring that up so that's what this podcast is for is talking about things that people don't usually talk about that's so great. that's good so in the spring i agree i think it's a great season to get married uh when the leaves start popping out you know, and it, and, it's, and it becomes green. That color green is different than like late. Yes. Summer. Like right now, I'm looking around. Everything's still green, but it's like, yes. You know, some of the leaves are changing. They're they're darker. It's you know, it's just a different look. It's so fresh in the spring. You know, it's it's so, like a neon. It's like a bright like really it's bright like, and lively. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just I can't wait till April now. I know. <laughs> or is it April? Yeah, it's like late April when it starts. Yeah. Um. And the, so in regards to flowers, um, do you think that people, yeah, should maybe consider this season? Because a, a lot of flowers are coming from like South America and is it Holland where they grow a bunch of? Mm-hmm. Some yeah, they're in, yeah, there's some in Holland. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, yeah. And like, especially though, like working on a flower farm that she like, you know, she grew everything on site and harvested and processed. We did, and we arranged for weddings and everything. Um, and then seeing like the bigger processing plants of like flower plants in a sense, like I'm so all about local flower farmers. And uh, I know this isn't my industry, but it's just like a passion of mine. And it is part, you know, I just, I love design and decor and flowers. So um, I think it's, imp- yeah, I think being able to work with a local flower farmer which there are many to choose from that like can be able to give you fresh 
you know, like literally probably cut the day before making arrangements for you. They're going to last so much longer, look much brighter and beautiful and hold up better than having them shipped, you know, on a, on a cargo ship across the the seas. <laughs> um, and just like being able to work and support a local flower farmer is really, I don't know. I just, I just, I really, and, and a lot of florists, if they're not farmers, they're still working with some of those local farmers too, which I think is great. So it's kind of like everyone's supporting each other. Um, but yeah, like just, the, I mean, like right now, dahlias, gosh, dahlia, you can probably see every single flower farmer in the area right now is just showing all their beautiful dahlias, which is really fun. So, you know, that's going to be your, your early, your like late August through mid, late September will be all your dahlias, which are like one of the biggest, like one of the most profitable crops here. One of the ones that most people want in their bouquets. Um, in the spring, you're going to get more peonies, which everyone likes those pops of the mm-hmm. bright pinks and the blushes and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like again, I'm a flower fan, so I think it's something that I would think about. Like, what kind yeah. of flowers do I want? <laughs> yeah. But of course, you know, it just yeah, it's just one thing to consider. Well, one of the things that has come up a lot on this podcast is the idea of having your three priorities figured out. So mm-hmm. if that's you know, if your priority is like having a, a really fun party, then I would think that music and yeah food and bev would be like a real big part of that but if you're really more on the aesthetics and the style of it maybe that's flowers decor and rentals you know like mm-hmm. i think people need to prioritize and so if they are prioritizing florals thinking about you know what season they're getting married and the date is important so that's that's yeah. a, that's a good thing to to think about i like the idea of like there being a guide uh, like a visual guide so month by month like what flowers are local to Asheville, you know yeah. like putting that out as like yep. a uh, as like a lead generator, you know. For, yeah, definitely. Florists or planners, you know. Um, yep. So feel free to take yeah, that like idea it. and run with it. Yeah, uh, I like it. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Because <laughs> um, I do. I have a. I actually have an Asheville venue finder because I was trying to get ahead of oh, yeah. couples. I was like, no, don't get married at the Biltmore. Come get married at the venues that I work at. You know, like totally. Yeah. A way to you know. It's a, and I haven't had a lot of traction on that, but it's fine. I like being helpful anyway so, yeah definitely um, no, that's part of it helping people find venues because there's so many of them i mean everyone, I everyone thinks they can start a venue and i've seen some mm-hmm. that are like no, we don't require a day of coordinator i'm like what what do you mean you don't like i'm just the bar <laughs> service not just i am the bar service i'm not a planner i don't you know make any money off planners but i'm like no you need to have a day of coordinator like that's just yeah i've, I've been to enough weddings and seen them um, you know, if there wasn't one seeing maybe some things go wrong, that could have been avoided or I've seen yeah. them fix things or, you know, one, one planner or coordinator slash planner, actually, uh, she, I got stuck out in the mountains of Candler trying to turn my truck around cause I was hauling and my bumper got stuck on a stump like on the oh, side of the road because yeah. of those hidden ones by the, so they had cut the tree down, but only like, and left maybe eight inches, 10 inches, whatever. And, yeah. uh, Ivy grove grew over it. So I just rolled over what I thought was Ivy, but I got stuck on the stump and she got her wow. Jeep Cherokee or whatever it was and towed me out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Good like, job. That's a wedding planner. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, so advice regarding, um, you know, for couples regarding Asheville, Weddings is to think about seasons and, you know, kind of the aesthetic you want, flowers, 
when those are in season. Um, that's kind of the the gist of that, right? Is the yeah, just just like what's the ambiance? Like, what environment do you want to be? And are you very like luxurious and elegant, or are you more like down to earth and wanting it to just be more low key, casual with like some really good views or i mean you know it's just like but you know there's so many options but yeah i think i think obviously the venue to me kind of sets the tone for what you're looking for which is usually of course why it's picked first other than just getting the date of course but um trying to think other things have you seen anything go wrong at a wedding that you want to share Oh gosh. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I have, it doesn't have to be a, you know, it's obviously no one's mistake, but have you ever seen something happen where you're like, Oh, and you use that for as a learning experience? I would say, let's see. I have one example that is, was, was out of their control, but it's just like always having just reminding me to like, yeah, always having a backup plan. Um, Rain? one time, what do you mean? No, it was with, it was like electricity. So like the venue losing electricity. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I've had it happen a couple times. Um, I, so one, <laughs> this is just a really fun story. Um, so basically, I, it was when I was doing weddings in New Hampshire, and uh, we had one wedding that basically, like, luckily dinner had finished, and then all of a sudden we were like starting to dance floor, and then the the power goes out, and I'm just like okay uh what are we gonna do now you know wait getting everyone kind of calm like we're gonna figure it out just chill you know you're good go out on the patio watch you know just hang out and then i'm looking for like you know a stereo system to get to a generator to have like a backup dance party outside <laughs> um and and like i'm i'm like finally like finding the speaker system and all of a sudden the fire alarm starts going off and i'm like oh shit, you know and so basically what had happened is because the electricity was going was out the yeah. kitchen that was on site, the 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 fans, the exhaust fans were then not able to function. So then it billowed smoke in the whole kitchen, fire alarms go off. So then I had to evacuate everyone outside the building. Oh At that point, God. the dance party just wasn't happening. And then <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, it's okay, we're going to get back to it, don't worry. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then on top of it, it was just so fun because it kind of like, that turned around from, you know, everyone being like confused and a little frustrated. So uh, all of the, the whole wedding party decided to take photos with, uh, you know, the fire truck and the firefighters and like, just had this whole, yeah. just kind of spun into some like, like these are going to be great wedding photos for like the kids to see one day, you know? Yeah, no, I love, um, they made it. Yeah. They, they, they did it right. They dealt with yeah. it in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just one of, one of my uh, fun stories that I've experienced, but yeah, just trying to have, you know, just ideas for backup plans. Um, I know I'm trying to think of anything else that kind of comes to the top of mind right now. Always. Oh, like DJs are really important. I would say <laughs> making sure that you connect with your DJ and like the style of personality and also the style of music, just making sure that you're, cause that person really does control the energy and the vibe of like half of your event um mm -hmm. so just like making sure that you're getting someone that kind of connects to your style of music and style of party and you know what i mean so yeah yeah, DJs yeah. i mean I, I truly believe every vendor category is important but it, it just depends on what you're going for you know i like, know and that's the thing a, exactly you want a smooth 
uh, if you want smooth transitions, <laughs> a DJ is important. Like if you don't right. care if they play if they play the song, the right song for the right amount of time, well, whatever. Yeah. Hire someone for a couple hundred bucks. But the ones yeah. that like really know music and really know parties and really know yes. people and energy. Yes. That's your you know that's the the upper tier um, in that category, right? There's just I mean there's yeah. a variety. You could. Anyone can call himself a wedding bartender and just bring a folding table and a cooler, you know, like right. there's, there's different right. levels to every category. And it just depends on what you care about as right. to where you're going to put your money. Because if you went all out in every single category, you're spending, you know, a hundred grand at least. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. You need to focus on what you really want. Some people just want right. views, and they get, they spend up, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a venue that has amazing mountain mm-hmm. views. Um, there's, there's, that's true. Venues out there that have mountain views that are not tens of thousands, just to, right, just right, right. Just to clarify. The world. But <laughs> yeah. some that are really expensive and you know, that's what people want and they don't care about right. the food or whatever. So again, prioritizing your mm-hmm. categories is important and DJs are one of those categories. Yeah. Cause they're emceeing and they're introducing your family and your friends. Also, I guess one thing that did come to mind that it's like my number one recommendation, which is also why I'm in my position, is don't delegate any of the wedding day tasks to any family members or close friends, unless it's like a toast or something. But like, I've had people where it's like the father of the bride's like setting up their sound system for ceremony and it's not working. And then it's like got so much feedback during the ceremony. And it's just like, (laughs) just my goal is like, Oh, I know it costs to have a coordinator or a planner, but it's just like, I think it's so worth or like, or to have somebody do the ceremony music. But I think it's just so important to allow your closest friends and family to like, to not have a job that day and just fully enjoy the experience with you because it's not going to last long. And it's just like money can always be made but those memories can't be, you know, redone. So I think it's just so important to outsource as many of the tasks as possible. Yeah. And again, yeah. like you said, prioritizing what you really want um, exactly. to come first. But yeah, just like trying your best not to delegate to friends and family. <laughs> the day really does fly by. I mean, I, I did a wedding this year where they were taking pictures up until last call. Mm. The couple did not get a break. Like they might have eaten, but every time I looked up, they were taking pictures with another family member, another family, another, you know, and it was like, the groom came to the bar and he's like, oh my gosh, Bryce, I had no idea. Like they say it it whizzes by, but like, I feel like all I've done is take pictures. I'm like, yeah, that's all I've seen you do, man. And you know, like it was, it was fun. Everyone had fun. It was a great, you know, great wedding. But it's just a reminder that it does fly by. You need to prioritize what you care about. And you also need to put your foot down uh, mm-hmm. when other people are like, oh, come take a picture. Do this. Do this. Like, no, we're yeah, dancer. We want to do this. So, Or like, that's why we have a professional photographer. Like, if you want to dance on the dance floor, we'll get pictures like of us being, you know, having fun in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was so Yeah, sad. it's like, tricky. I don't know how that happened, but they were taking pictures the whole day. Um, <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. And that's also helpful if you want like a slower guest count, because if you have a hundred, you know, a 300 person wedding, you're going to be taking pictures all night, but even 80 person wedding, you're probably not. And you're probably going to be able to, you don't have to visit with each individual person or couple. You know what I mean? Like you have more time to, so. Yeah. It's finishing yeah. the trend in guest counts is obviously dropping mm-hmm. um, or did drop this year, 2020. 
And next year, it's still, you know, people are reaching out to me and saying they're going to have like 75 people. Yeah. Last last year, my first few years were always like 125, 150. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I find it interesting because at first I was a little bit worried. I'm like, oh, 50 people? Like, that's not a party. (laughs) I mean, it is, but it didn't feel when I kind of thought it out, you know, dreamed it up, envisioned it. I was like, oh, that's not going to be, you know, festive. Because at the 125 people wedding, a lot of people seem to dip out after dinner, you know, because at 125, it's not your closest friends and family. It's your extended relatives and your high school soccer coach and all these random people. And, you know, they'll have a drink and listen to the toast and then leave, you know. But when you only have 40 or 50 people, I've found that they all stay the whole night, you know, because it Mm -hmm. it is your closest people. So um, it's, it's been interesting to see that trend kind of, uh, happen, I guess, uh, for this year. And I'm curious to see how it goes next year. Another thing is that your cost drops because you're not feeding 150 or 200 people. Um, it, as I said, some people are still holding those size weddings, but some people are not. And what I say to those couples is, well, you're saving X amount per person. Do something cool like a gelato cart or live music yeah. or a photo booth or something that will enhance the guest experience because that's yeah. really what it's in my opinion. That's what a wedding's about is having a great experience uh, for you and your guests. Right. Um, so along those lines, do you, th- is there anything that you can think of that couples could add on if they were to have a smaller guest count? Like, do you have ideas of, um, you know, maybe some cool upgrades they could utilize here in the yeah. area or just some ideas of how to, maybe they had a budget of, you know, X amount of dollars, but the guest count dropped a bunch. So they have some money to play with maybe if they still want to spend that much. So what would you recommend for those? Yeah. Uh, A couple of things that come to mind is like maybe doing like a nice, like welcome party the night before or something, you know, like renting out like a smaller venue in town and like giving that, giving people like more of experience of downtown area. So maybe renting out like the twisted Laurel or something and um, you know, just having a more intimate, I don't know, just a pre-party because to me, I know I like the idea of weddings being a full weekend long experience. And like, you know, I love the idea of when, when the venues have like lodging on site and people can kind of stay for a few days um, just because I think weddings again, go so fast. They're usually about five, six hours long. It just seems like it flies by. So when people are coming in to, to see you, it's just wanting to, I don't know, just see them and elongate that experience as much as you can would be, I think beneficial, you know, just to, yeah, just appreciate them being there and be able to catch up and everything. And, um, and also, you know, as far as the day of the wedding, I would say aesthetics, um, looking into, you know, maybe some nicer rentals or furniture, or like, I love creating little vignettes or like nooks of fun little, you know, maybe not a photo booth, but a photo area where it's like, you can have some cool, like vintage, you know, couches and chairs and furs and fun little things to, to have for people to hang out in and maybe a cigar lounge and, um, you know, stuff like that just to create, yeah, different, to me, it's all about the different, yeah, the experience, like you said, of, of being at the wedding and what they're, they're feeling. And when they walk in the room, what does it, what does it feel like maybe doing some, like, I love when you see, um, you know, greenery that's installed in the ceilings or like something that has like that effect. Maybe if it's like a high ceiling, just to kind of make it feel a little more cozy, like putting in some, some floral or, or greenery installations on the ceiling would be really nice. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple, a few ideas that I have, but. I love the vignettes idea. I interviewed mm. Jesse, who owns Vintage Indigo Rentals. Yeah, love you, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> she's a lot of fun. And 
that's one of the things we talked about is creating those spaces because a lot of these venues are pretty open. You know, not all of them are. Like Haiku I do is a great example of a venue that doesn't feel empty. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about the big, just like warehouse like wedding venues. Yeah. Um, uh, those can be need can and need to be broken up when you have a small guest count because they're the capacity is like 300, 500. So when you only have 75 people, you know, creating vignettes, mm-hmm. creating sp- spaces for people to interact and kind of breaking up the space is really important in my, uh, you know, in my experience. Just seeing yeah. people interact with those spaces has been, uh, mm-hmm. you can tell it's like people will talk to each other that normally wouldn't. I gave the right. example of Jesse. I'm like, if I'm at a table, you know, dinner table, and that's all the seating there is, I'm not going to go talk to their tables. I'm not going to like stand next yeah. to or sit down and like <laughs> introduce myself. But <laughs> if there's a set of couches or lounge area, you know, I'll go over there and someone else totally. will start talking and, you know, just creates a better experience for your guests. So yeah, I'm a yeah. Big, big fan of that. I love uh, it. So you you just started the the rising fern uh events business mm-hmm. and you've booked some clients so you have some couples Yay. you're working with yep. mm-hmm. i'm just curious where are they getting married are they getting married at venues that you are familiar with are they getting married at you know the backyard of their house or family land um if you don't mind share i mean you can just talk yeah. general or specific as, as Yeah, yeah. Um, So right now, um, two of my clients are getting married at Highland Brewing Company. um, And then I have um, one couple getting married at Willow Falls. um, Mm -hmm. And that's really a beautiful venue. Um, I I actually haven't been there yet. But I I remember even looking, I was looking into it like a week before they inquired. And I was like, Oh, I really want to work at this venue. Then I got their inquiry and booking. and I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Awesome. Um, And then I have my other client actually is in a her wedding or their weddings in a couple years. And that's going to be in Charlotte at one of the art galleries. Um, so, so yeah, I kind of all over the place, but yeah. 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 It. I have a wedding booked at Willow Falls. Uh, it was supposed to happen in June of mm-hmm. 2020. And I believe it's for May, 2021. So uh, oh, I nice. beautiful, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and that was a fun one because I referred the photographer. Oh, so cool! I was very proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can make her. I love that. Good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, not a lot of people, some people might book the bar last, but some people see the truck and they're like, oh, we need that at our wedding. And then yeah. I get, I'm like one of the first ones booked. So uh, I love that. To all, to all you photographers out there, I make referrals too. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so be nice. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, and your your truck is like, not only is it functional as a bar, but it's also like such a great photo opportunity. You know what I mean? Like it's got multiple, you know, benefits to having it there. So oh, really? and you're a really like professional, skilled, like fun, friendly, co- you know, uh, yeah, bartender. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's uh, we had a lot of fun at one wedding the the guests were like sitting on the truck and taking pictures and i encouraged them i was like hop up you know it's made of steel not it's not a new car (laughs) it's a relic um and it was so cool to see people enjoying it and taking pictures with the truck and with the bar in the back they could see you know it was like it was just really cool and unique um that's great but anyway so so yes let's see so willow falls and then charlotte and it's an art gallery do you think that's going to be a trend is like getting married in more like historical 
mm. uh, venues, like museums and places that are more, you know, let's say cultural rather than a bare bones venue? Do you think that's a new a new trend or is it just kind of random? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, when I worked in Colorado, I'd say like half of the events I was doing was at one of the, the local museums. Um, art galleries and museums. Um, I think it just makes it really fun and interactive for guests. Um, I also just visited the Asheville art museum a couple weeks ago. And um, I just, it's cool. Cause you can, you can have like the wedding downstairs and like with all the, there's beautiful like floor to ceiling windows and you know, it's a really cool space, but then you can also rent out one of the, um, one of the galleries for your guests to be able to enjoy and walk through um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be a trend, but I think it's a cool, it's a, it's an, I think we're so, I don't know, being in this area, I think we're so used to seeing a lot of outdoor venues, but it is kind of neat. And I, I find it exciting to work in, in different spaces, like an art gallery that just has like a different feel to it. And I don't know I love color and texture and I didn't think it'd be really nice to have that where it's like, you don't even have to pay for decor. Like you, it's already, it's provided for you, you know, it's like the half of the experience is just walking around looking at the art. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. We uh, we don't have a lot of museums here, though. I mean, we're yeah. Like I said this this area is dominated by tourism, and mm-hmm. it's more of like the outdoor, the breweries. The you know, it's not it's yeah. not like a historical city like you know Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't yeah, have yeah. It, we're we're just a different. It's a different beast, and uh, that's what I find interesting about the wedding industry is that depending on your locale. Uh, it's going to look totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, New York City is a totally different market than Asheville, and Charleston right. is a totally different market than both of those. So, right? Um, yeah, totally. Yep, exactly. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see see what happens with venues around town. As, as you said before, there's a new one every week or so <laughs> popping up, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's funny because some of them like aren't even venues. It's just someone's house. Yeah, I've noticed they're that like, too. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you can get married in the backyard. <laughs> we'll call it, they call it a venue. And it's, like, it's great. I'm like, man, they're, you know, they're making something out of nothing, which is great for the, the venue owners. Um, it's just, it's funny. It's a, I wonder where the tipping point is in saturation because venues are really expensive. Mm-hmm. And everyone, you know, you, you got you to charge kind of what, what they charge, you know, like it's mm-hmm. you can't really dip below a certain amount just because of the investment, because of the, you know, right. where you've, you're, you're giving the couple that day. Um, but I wonder if at some point, you know, just like breweries here, I'm like, if another brewery opens up, like, I know <laughs> that can, are they, are they going to be popular too? Like is every single brewery, is it just like a fail proof business? You know, none, yeah, I hear that none of them shut down. No, two have shut down in the past two years. Uh, 10 years in Ashland. Okay. Um, one was bad, South yeah. Slope. I forget the name of it. The other one was um, off broad on Broadway near downtown Asheville. And that shut down. Okay. Archetype took it over. Got um, it. Yep. So the fact that there's like 30 breweries, only two have shut down makes me think I should open up a brewery. But um, I know. Totally. I know. <laughs> but no, I'm a good. Traveling brewery. I, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Brewery on wheels. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like just set up downtown, like permit, like a little corner on the street, and like like hand out like your your like home brews. 
That'd be kind of neat. Is that possible? That is, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, not legal. Otherwise, okay. I was gonna say I didn't know if like you could. <laughs> you knew, you know, I would be on it. I, my idea was to set up the truck downtown and serve non-alcoholic drinks. So sell like, oh, like a mocktail. Yeah, or just like, or even just water and lemonade. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Maybe uh, like seltzer, you know, flavored seltzer water, whatever. Just to show people like, oh, hey, I can cool. put anything on tap. And yep. here's the truck, and it's beautiful, and you know, I so like many, it. so many bachelorette parties are coming through, and having them take pictures with it. Oh, I need to do that this. this I was weekend. gonna say that sounds like a, a oh, business yeah. plan, like ready to be written. Yeah, well, yeah. I have Friday, I have Friday off this week, so there you go. I'll maybe bring cool. it down because I'm telling you, downtown is packed, and just getting yeah. a few pictures with the truck. It's free advertising, you know. It totally is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love it. That's what I love about having a business too, is that freedom of, of possibilities and like the freedom to dream and like actually like be like, wow, now I, there's like nothing stopping me. I can do this. I can collaborate with people, make these things happen. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I love about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I was working at a brewery where I thought I was more of like a creative influence, but I wasn't, I was just two hands and two feet and something else. And, uh, (laughs) I was, I I didn't like it. You know, I was like, I, I have ideas too and I'm creative and I'm, you know, obviously like it can get shit done and to just be the help at that point, it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling for me. You know, some people Mm -hmm. find they didn't, you know, actually the guy that worked with me, he didn't care. He listened to podcasts all day and, you know, uh, he was fine with it, but I was like, Oh, let's do this and that. And let's do weddings and that, you know, I was, and I just felt, um, kind of like quieted down or just not listened to and that only lasted i was only there for a few months uh and then i think the same thing happened at another place i worked and eventually i'm like you know i just need to start Mm -hmm. my own yeah because you're right you do have the creative control you're you're allowed and almost encouraged really to be a visionary and be creative and come up with new fun ideas and Mm -hmm. i just yeah i would never I would never work for anyone else again. I, yeah. <laughs> someone approached me at a wedding and was like, Oh, I love what you've done with this. You know, it's really cool. And she handed me her business card and it was like of a marketing agency. And it kind of sounded like she was saying, Oh, if you ever want a job, like reach out, you know, she didn't like say we want you on our team. Like it wasn't like formal. Sure, sure. kind of the verbiage she was using was kind of like, Oh, you know, I was you could like, be an I asset. Would, yeah. 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 You could be an ad. I think I, she said something like that. And yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was honored, but at the same time, I was like, I am never working for anyone else ever again. Like, I, I have really appreciated that. Yeah. But here's your card back. But um, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it was nice. But I think you know, there once you get the taste of it, and you do have the qual, and if you have the qualities to succeed, yeah, there's mm-hmm. no turning back. Um, yes, for me. But so, is this your first business venture? This rising firm, yes. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's other things I've tried, but not for profit. You know what I mean? But this is like the first like, yeah, business venture where it's like, all right, goodbye, full-time job and benefits. I'm just going to go and like jump off this cliff and see what happens. (laughs) So you got to have the the courage to just Mm -hmm. do it and and you did it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. Um, I, my last business was a duck farm. (laughs) (laughs) I love duck. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Awesome. I used to. Um, yeah. 
but anyway, yeah. So this, but now I'm doing this, and it's much much better fit for me. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, awesome. Good for you. Yeah, congratulations to you as well. <laughs> Thanks. That's good. So, Erica, we I know you just started the business, but how do you see Rising Fern uh, evolve over time? Like, mm-hmm. do you really just want to be the plant, the head lead planner? Um, stay as a solopreneur and travel the world and travel through, you know, obviously do weddings in Asheville and stuff, or are you hoping to build a team out in the next few years and really become, you know, a true company? Yeah. Just doing it on your own. Yeah. I've been playing around with both scenarios in my head and I can see, I can see both things happening. I think right now, I think I just, I see myself focusing on kind of more the solopreneur, um, having more of, you know, the freedom and flexibility to live a life on my own terms and be able to just, you know, work with, um, you know, clients and not have to worry about, yeah, a full team or anything. But at the same time, like I have this desire, this natural desire to be a leader and to be someone who, um, wants to, yeah, to be a leader of a company and to, to be able to really cultivate, a really great working environment and I don't know like I'm the kind of person that's like one thing I love doing and I actually did it during quarantine but uh, like if I have a team at ever like I want to do like 3 p.m dance parties for five minutes like I always just like want to find ways to like cultivate a really positive work environment because I feel like from my experience working places I've just never ever felt really appreciated and like I always just I want to create that for people and so I do have this desire to have a team one day I just don't know at what point that will be um but yeah I do I do see some bigger things coming along the lines um but right now I'm just kind of focused on you know yeah doing it you know as as you know myself being the lead planner um but yeah I mean and I also one reason why I you know I love the path that I'm on is that I really eventually want to be um, somebody who can help uh, encourage and, and kind of help motivate people to start their own businesses, like a business coach kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I really, you know, hopefully if all goes well and I can learn all the, you know, trip over all the things and learn about my mistakes and do all, you know, just find ways to grow and, and learn through all this experience that I can then be able to kind of, you know, reach down and say, Hey, I want to help you up this ladder now, or I want to help you and give you the right tools to create your own business, no matter what that is, whether it's wedding related or not. So that's kind of like a real future down the road, uh, goal of mine. But, but, uh, right now it's, it's, it's focusing on, you know, the clients and, and wanting to really create the experiences that the, they're envisioning. So. Of course. Yeah, no, yeah. I, that's a good point. I did the math on having one truck, and working every Saturday for wedding season. For, so for me, that's like six or seven months. And I did the math on what I was charging at the mo- you know, at that moment. And I was like, that's not a living wage for the year. Like I can't, yeah. I bought another truck, you know, and with that, with making money from that, bought a third, you know, like I just kept investing in the business, but it's required me to delegate and hire and mm-hmm. employ. And that's, interesting step because I never wanted to do that. But now that I'm doing it, it's like, oh, some people love, you know, bartending weddings and that's what they're good at and like doing, you know, I I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, I really enjoy the, the, the marketing and the branding. Like that's really where I kind of flourish, I think. And so I think you have to step outside of your head when you become 
um, a manager or you know employ people and say okay some of us humans like doing these things and we're good at it and others like doing these things and they're good at it and it, yeah I think what happens is you 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 start to not get jaded but you you look at certain tasks and you say oh i don't like that it's not a good task <laughs> like like cleaning <laughs> the trucks i'm like i don't love cleaning the trucks like you know and i don't do a great job right there's mm-hmm. people out there that love doing it that work they love detailing cars and they're good at it so mm-hmm. why not pay them to do that so i can focus on what i'm good at what i like yes. doing, you know and so i think becoming <laughs> yeah. a business owner is one one big step as a you know it, it can be a big step in someone's character development and then mm-hmm. i think hiring people is like the next step and uh it can be very difficult but uh i think it really does help you evolve you know uh, yeah which is, no, is to think about that's really great yeah it's a great way to put it um i think you're yeah and that's where it's like you know because i launched in may and it's like, it is that challenge of like, I, you know, when you're an entrepreneur just starting, you are all the things, you're the accountant, the bookkeeper, the marketer, the salesperson, the email inquirer, follow-upper, you know, like you're, you're all these things. And I think you're totally right where it's like, and I'm already kind of learning like what the things, what are the things I really love doing and what do I not like doing, you know? Um, yeah. So it's like, hopefully... I, yeah, it would be nice to bring on someone just to like, be like, all right, you like this task a little bit more than I do. And you're better at it than me. So great. Um, but yeah, I think I just, yeah, I, I, I think it would, yeah, it would eventually just be nice to have, have yeah. that help. But also it's like, I love building that community and like having a team. And like, I think when you have each other, like people in your, in your company that you can kind of like bounce ideas off of, or just like kind of help motivate the whole engine you know what i mean like it's just it's nice when you have kind of that that other those other humans involved in the project it kind of for me it helps motivate me a little bit more too yeah so oh, more people sure. are invested too so yeah i i have recently hired an assistant and she's only part-time you know i mean she's yeah just a few hours a week but when she's here i'm working like i am yeah yeah right done and I feel compelled to because she's obviously there and getting getting paid and by me. And so I have to, you know, make sure that her time is being used and that I'm not just wasting time. Um, but besides that benefit, having someone to bounce ideas off of having that camaraderie. Yeah, it is. It's so much fun. And I, yeah. I love it. I'm just, I'm just realizing like, Oh, I really need to make, you know, more money with this business. So I could, <laughs> right. Totally. Not, not so I could pay other people, but so that I could eventually, hire her full-time or at least have that mm-hmm. manager position open to, for someone to manage the my little private tasting room and manage right. you know clients and all that stuff because um I'll, i'm about three wait well, i'm about two and a half three years in i guess and nice. trying to do the math here um and uh you know in a few years i don't want to be hauling trucks around you know and and probably i think in two years I will not be doing that anymore, but that's going to require a certain volume of Mm -hmm. business and a certain price point, obviously. And it's there right now. I just don't, I'm obviously still bootstrapping. I'm not like no one's invest, you know, no one's, there's no venture capitalist around here. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) There wouldn't be dollars or anything. And so I'm still doing everything myself. Like this past weekend, you know, as I said, I did two, two weddings and I bartended, hauled, 
you know, got the kegs, every, you know, did everything. And yeah, you just have to do that in the beginning. So I, I get where you're coming yep. from, but I think to, to have that vision of wanting to create a nice, fun atmosphere is really awesome, you know, in the future. And yeah. I, I, I totally know what you mean, like not feeling appreciated and just kind of feeling like, you know, hired, hired help or me, that's me just saying it, but, um, yeah, to treat people well and to, you know, to, to provide them with, um, you know, a good wage and good, mm-hmm. hopefully some kind of benefit. Like m- one of my benefits for people who work for me is that like, I, and I started this this year is that they can use like the truck once a year for whatever, you know, oh, like cool. a yeah. birthday party or, uh, my assistant actually just got engaged. So, um, nice. if she needs anything draft bar related, you know, we're going to help provide that. So, uh, cool. you know, just That's make great. it fun, like make it, uh, part of a team and not family. I don't think, I don't, I don't ever want to be re- called my employees family. Some people think it's like cute and chummy and I'm like, we're not, you're not my dad. I'm not your son. <laughs> You're yeah. not my brother. I'm not, I'm not your dad either. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like that term is just, I don't know. It's kind of silly to me, but whatever people, that's their choice as a business owner to use that. I'm never going to, but, sure, I, that's you know, but I think having a really good team that works well together um, and is making money is, it could be a beautiful thing. So yeah. And like, there's so many people I've worked with where I'm just like, I think about it and I kind of like stick them in the back of my mind of like, if I ever expand, I am reaching out to them because they are stellar. They work hard. They have a good attitude. You know what I mean? Like, so when I meet those kind of people, I'm like, how cool would it be to build a team? So it's like, yeah, there's definitely that, that desire there. It's just that I'm so just starting that it's like, Whoa, okay. That seems like a lot, but it's like, eventually I'd say like the next three to five years, hopefully maybe that'll be something that'll kind of take off. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think, yeah. And it's uh, my, one of my buddies who's a bit older than me, uh, I, I remember him saying this. He's like, man, it doesn't matter what you do in life, but if you do it with friends and you're, you know, having fun, like that's all that matters. He's like, you could be building a, a railroad, <laughs> but if you're sure. around, you know, good company and, you know, making money, yep. that's yep. all that all really matters. And that's something that I've definitely realized working alone. You know, I'm like, oh, this isn't, you know, it's good. It's, I'm fine working alone. I don't need people around, but it's definitely like a lot different when I have, you know, Jeannie over um, and we're just, you know, laughing, making jokes or whatever, but, but working and getting things. Working. Done, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to, to having her around more and uh, that's great. It's kind of, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to envision what you want the business to look like or else it's going to stay the same. Like, that's what I'm, no, it's I'm good. Starting with, you know, I was like, what do I actually want this to look like? And, you know, this is, uh, I haven't really shared this with anyone, but I think having a brick and mortar bar with mm-hmm. the trucks as the bars, like inside the building could be like a fun concept, you know? That's cool. I like it. So that's kind of maybe on my horizon in a few years, like thinking about that. I'm I'm nowhere near it right now, but, um, but yeah, I could just see like, like- that being... Yeah. I was, I was thinking like, what if like each truck was like a separate, a private party? like to help with social gathering, like each, like, say you have like five, six trucks and then like <laughs> you could book a truck for X amount of dollars for three hours a night for, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's like each group could like have their own private yeah. truck to hang. Oh, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I dig that. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like my initial idea was to have each truck be a different set of beverages. 
So mm-hmm. one truck would be wine on draft. The other truck would be beer on draft. Yeah. The third one would be cocktails on draft, which is something, you know, we do. And that was kind of the beginnings of that idea. I don't know. I just, I look around Asheville and I'm like, all right, all the breweries kind of look the same. Yeah. <laughs> like all the bars, the, the dive bars are like a little too divey. You know, we don't really have many, in my opinion, like cool lounges. Maybe that's just not Asheville, but like, yes. you know, we need more like cozy, comfy, uh, aesthetically <laughs> yeah. pleasing bars, you know, um, that aren't super grungy because, yeah, we all know the double crown. Um, I agree with that. Like get, you know, get Jesse in here and like have her like yeah. suit it out with some really awesome furniture and make yeah. it, yeah, cozy and like sophisticated, but, but like comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Ex- yeah, that's yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, here in the, so I'm in my warehouse right now and deep in West Asheville and you know what? I'm already kind of building it. So I have these leather couches on the other side of my desk. I have nine taps, so I have nine tap draft system, not on the truck, but just a standalone kegerator. And then I have a vintage stereo set up with some art and my guitars on the wall. So like, I'm kind of already building what I want it to kind of feel and look like. It's just a matter of like putting that in a public location. And actually, no, so I'm like kind of already practicing, which is funny how we talk, you. you know, people talk about, uh, what is that called where they like materialize things into manifestation? Manifestation, like, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm already kind of uh, kind of doing that. So good for you. Uh, That's awesome. Anyway, well, Erica, uh, do you, is there anything else you want to share uh, about either your business or the wedding industry um, with our listeners? Hmm. I would say. Yeah, I would say just, you know, in this time, of course, everyone's just probably feeling really overwhelmed, frustrated, just, just be patient, you know, if just really, you know, sit down with your partner and get clear on what you both want. And, you know, it's, there's no need to rush if something's not feeling right, you know, with rescheduling and whatnot, or maybe it doesn't feel right to have the big wedding right now, or just like just sitting down and like becoming really clear and like kind of just like taking a breath and saying like, okay, what works for us? What do we want? If we need to reschedule, you may, yes, you may lose some money in deposits, who knows? But again, it's more about just like making sure that you're having an event that's true to you and that feels really good and it doesn't feel rushed. And, you know, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm just so sick of it. I just want to get it over with. And I'm just like, ah, oh, but do you really like down the road five years from now, are you going to be happy with that decision? So just be patient, take your time. And, you know, if you really want to get married, have a ceremony, but yeah, if you, if you're looking for that big party too, you can always do that in another form, but uh, yeah, just, just be gentle on yourselves during this whole process. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I love that. Um, you They do need to think ahead and say, do I actually just want to rush thing? You know, like that's, or maybe they do. Right. And if they do great, but think about yeah. it. I, I want everyone, yeah. everyone who's getting married out there to ask themselves that question. So mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm here if you need, I also do consulting. So if anyone just wants to talk about, you know, what do we, you know, we need to reschedule. What does this look like? I'm there to help. Um, so instead of hiring me as a full planner, if you just want to talk to someone that's in the profession um, to just get some direction on what, where to go from there, I can, I also do hourly sessions in like that way. Hourly. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be great because I feel like I would want to, kind of plan my own wedding because i know the ins and outs in a way but i'd love to have a conversation with someone who is 
a true planner, mm-hmm. you know, so that would be something that I would utilize. Um, I, yeah. I probably wouldn't do full planning, but who knows my future bride out there, wherever she is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? So uh, anyway, that's totally that's a yeah. whole other podcast, right? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Meeting <laughs> in Nashville. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, Eric, awesome. on that note, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Look forward to hopefully working with you in the future, and uh, you know, good luck to you in your new venture. Thank you so much, Bryce. It was a pleasure speaking with you and I'm excited to hear about all your fun ideas and things you got going on. And uh, yeah, I look forward to working with you sometime soon as well. Awesome. I'll put your link uh, to your business in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Perfect. And if anyone, you know, if anyone is watching this and, uh, and, and refers to this podcast, I'll give you a hundred dollars off a full planning package. So wow. gift, you got gift first, to y'all. First giveaway <laughs> on the podcast. I love it. We need a we should do, there's a podcast out there that puts the discount code on their website. So like oh, I would yeah. have, it would be like jacks47.com backslash rising fern. And that would be like the code or something. I don't know. Yeah. We'll okay. Yeah, out. we can talk we'll about that. Out. We'll figure that out. Okay. Sounds right. good. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. Take care, y'all. All right.